0: Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Shabbat shalom. Welcome back to Hebrew Congregation of Houston, episode 162. 162, we're going into our New Year's. Yay. And so we're going to talk about our Rosh Hashanah today. The rabbi is going to tell us a couple things. Uh, everybody kind of, um, they, they celebrate it a, a little differently. I do it from home. I think i'm going to go venture out this year, though, and so uh, you can see the tutorials Uh, i'll post mine and then there's a bunch of tutorials out there on YouTube that you can look up on how to how to celebrate. Your rosh hashanah your new year, but you definitely want to have your dinner with your family it's about family. Um, You want to go through your prayers and it falls on a Friday so we're going to have to do the Kaddish prayer on top of it if i'm correct right rabbi he's muted and so um and then you have your shofar uh, and if you don't I'm sure you if you don't have one this is a shofar uh you can go online and hear them blow the shofar and so that's important too but you definitely want to get your new year uh what you all call a resolution your, your new year's what you going, your goals together on um giving and what you're going to do to enhance your life and so those are two definitely things you want to concentrate on too, because we always want to do some charity, right? Whether it's our time or whether it's our money, and we always want to do something to better ourselves. And um, and so you want to look at those things and reflect and thank the Lord, our Yahweh, for getting through another year. So we're always thankful for that. And then you want to start thinking about. Your Yom kumpor, what your your atonement is, and get ready for your fast in your mindset too, because that's a twenty five hour fast. And so, um, we thank you all for tuning in. Uh, we love you. Uh, we're here to teach, and so rabbis going to teach us about our Rosh Hashanah. And we have a rabbi. We have a black rabbi, and so we have everything we need. And so, if you have questions for him, feel free uh, to send me an email, a message. Send him a message, and so uh, reach out to us. And so, we're going to have the Daniels family, our lovely, lovely Daniels family, do our praise and worship. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless
1: ya, yeah,
2: all our soul and all that is within us. Bless His holy name we glorify his name and we magnify him you're just gonna share a few songs that have been on our heart you know it's sometimes it's it's perfectly prepared and then sometimes the most high will switch it up on us and um you know we'll think we know all week and then all of a sudden it changes but um today and so up until yesterday i thought (laughs) there was one song that i was singing that like i got actually from my father he was saying something and i was like ooh and then all of a sudden I got up this morning and there was a new song on my heart and another one that came before my eyes so we're just gonna so the first one is an old school one and it goes like this Mmm. Mm-hmm. And we're doing it with a little bit of this. mmm. Mmm.
3: Oh, praise ya, Praise God. Praise Him in the morning. Praise,
1: praise Him in the noontime. Praise ya, yeah. Praise ya, yeah. Praise, yeah. praise, yeah. praise yeah. Him when the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. in the noon time love ya love ya love Love him when the sun Seven in the noontime, serve Yah, serve Yah, serve him when the sun goes down.
3: All ye land mm-hmm. Israel clap your hands mm-hmm. joy all so ye lands mm-hmm. answer yeah
1: serve ya.
3: serve them in the morning
1: serve them in the, the noon
3: time ser yeah serve them when the sun goes down, down. hallelujah hallelujah Glory. hallelujah Thank you,
2: Father hallelujah 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 yeah. we bless your name hallelujah we glorify your name hallelujah hallelujah Hallelujah. hallelujah. You, hallelujah. and this Ooh. is one that i um i woke up to hallelujah so i was looking through everything and i was looking for you know the one that i thought i was singing for the instrumental portion for it and all of a sudden my eyes fell on this one and I just kept singing it instead and so I was like well which one is it y'all and so <laughs> I believe it's this one hallelujah hallelujah we pray that in all the praising that we do that you're able to praise with us that you're able to worship with us and you're able to be blessed hallelujah, hallelujah. as y'all is using us amen <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. For oh, glory Hallelujah.
1: Yes, we have no rights to the music. Amen.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Glory to your name. Glory to your name. Glory to
3: your name. Forever, you are the same we worship and
1: adore you we bow ourselves before you giving you the glory
2: that is due your name and we sing glory
1: to your name glory to your name name. Glory to your name, forever you are the same. We worship and adore you, we bow ourselves before you, giving you the glory that is due your, your name. Glory to your name, glory to your name, glory to your name, forever you are the same. We worship and adore you, we bow ourselves before you. Giving you the glory that is to your name. We
3: magnify your name.
1: Glorify your name. Oh, yeah.
3: Hallelujah.
1: We magnify your name. Magnify your name, oh yeah, hallelujah. We magnify your name, glorify. magnify your name glorify your name oh yeah we magnify your name yes we glorify your name
3: Hallelujah yeah. glorify we your name,
1: name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We magnify, magnify your, name. your name Oh glory hallelujah We glorify your name Oh yeah We magnify your name We glorify Magnify
3: Your name, oh yeah hallelujah.
1: hallelujah!
2: Hallelujah! 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 Glory! Mm. Glory! Hallelujah! Thank hallelujah. you. Hallelujah! We magnify Your name and we glorify Thank Your you. name. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! hallelujah. And I guess I'll sing one verse, I'll sing it without the, um, the instrumental, the one that this was one that we were supposed to sing two weeks ago. <laughs> um, and so some of you might met, recognize it from the Haftorah, I believe it was, um, in Yeshiyahu, where it says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news. And it was just, it just kept coming back to me. So I was like, I'm going to sing one verse. I will not sing it with the, the piano, which is usually what I sing it according with. And just let that first be it. How beautiful upon the
3: mountains are the feet of them who bring good news, good news proclaim. Speaking truth and happiness. Abaya.
2: May his peace be with you and be upon you. How beautiful upon the mountain are the feet of them who bring good news. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah,
0: hallelujah. Hallelujah, thank you so much uh, ministers for that prayer and worship, it was beautiful. Thank you so much for the praise and worship. Um, Sister Lisa, our first lady, she just tuned off for her, her picture, but I love that picture of her in Egypt. So we we don't just talk about it we'd be about it. And so uh, they've been over to Israel. Uh, they've been in Egypt. I've been over there. Uh, we've been over in Africa, and I have my my African attire over there. I had gotten from from <laughs> over there. Uh, we broadcast uh, some shows some episodes from over there. And so we we just want you to get it in once you stepped on the land of Israel, your life will never be the same, I I can tell you that. And so for Yom Kippur, I know there's some things that uh, you need to get, and I'm just gonna read them real quick. You wanna get your two candles, we've told you this before, your red wine, your challah bread, make sure it's round, your apples, and you can make your challah bread too, or you can buy it, your apples, your honey, uh, to dip the challah bread in, and the apples in, the show for our horn. You don't have to have the horn, but you can go online, listen to the horn that's blowed. Uh, you wanna have your, your dinner with your family, you wanna talk about what you're gonna do for the new year's. It's, it's not that hard to celebrate it. Uh, Father God, we come before you, Lord. We lift your name on high, Yahweh. We give it all to you, Lord. We ask that. Somebody gets this, you said, if it's just one, the angels of the heaven rejoice, Father God, we ask that they get this in their spirit, and they say, you know, I've tried everything else. Let's let's see what the Hebrew congregation is talking about, and this is not just for Hebrews, this is for everybody, this is for the world, Lord, that you've given us this Torah to live by, and these commandments to live by, and these laws to live by, and Lord, we know that we're not perfect, we ask that you clean us up, and lead us, and guide us, and we repent daily before you, Because you're the highest of the high, you're the Lord of the Lord, you're the kings of the king, y'all. You're the doctors of the doctors, you're the attorneys of the attorneys, Lord. We bow before nobody but you. We give it all to you because you are faithful, you are merciful, you are healing, you are loving, you're omnipresent, you're everywhere all the time. We thank you that you've come through time and time again for us, not because we're so great or we've done something so miraculous. It's because of the agape kind of love that you have for us, Father God. We ask that you rain down on your people, Lord, that they're able to hear, Father. We ask that they're able to hear the, the horns that go off. And it's, it's not just a physical horn, but there's a spiritual horn in our body that goes off sometimes that just makes us aware of what's going on around us, Lord. God, you know respect a person, and if you've taught me, and you've taught us, and you've led us, then you can do it for all your people, Father of God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for the new year. We thank you for the people that have transitioned, that they are at peace and they are at rest, because we know that we have to go there one day, Lord. We thank you for the generations to come and how you're building them up and how you're you awaken them as, as they've come out of the wounds. Of of the Hebrew women, we they're already awake. We thank you for the deliverance of them, Father God, and we thank you that the leadership that's coming up behind us right now. We ask that we don't cross over till our job is done, so you can say, "Well done, your good and faithful servant." We thank you for Rabbi Afshalom Ben your cove, and we thank you for all the ministers, preachers, teachers, sisters, and brothers that have come on to, to give you the, the good word, the good news. We thank you, Lord. You're awesome, God. We thank you, Yahweh, Yahshua. Amen. If we can have uh, the ministers do the, the Torah prayer and hand it over and introduce Rabbi Shalom, I appreciate it.
2: Amen Amen Hallelujah Ambaru ga Yahwara na Yaloheinu meleha onam ashekirishanu bemeswolta with the one who art in faith overa waharef na Yahua ever na Yaloheinu hef the way to the cup be fine you ufi fi yotha where say saye amcha bechwaier kulonu yodesh mecha welom de torat hamishma baruch atah yahowa hamala metora lamo israel.
1: Amen
2: Baruch Yahu are Adonai, Elohim Meleka Ola, Ashiba Habanu Mikoha Amin, Wanatamanu et Torato, Barukataya, who Adonai, on my No Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, your power, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to study the Torah. Therefore we beseech you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, to make present the words of your Torah in our mouths, and in the mouths of your people, the house of Israel, so that we are descendants and the descendants of your people, the house of Israel, may all know your name and study your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, who teaches the Torah to your people Israel. Amen. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, our power, King of the universe, who has chosen us from among all the nations and given to us your Torah. Blessed are you, Yahuwah Adonai, giver of the Torah. Amen.
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Amen.
2: Blessed it be the man that comes, comes in, in the name, name of, Yahweh.
1: of Yahweh. At this time, we turn it over to our rabbi, Rabbi Avshalom Ben Yaakov bless you hallelujah. in God's holy name we pray amen and amen, amen. we turn it over to you rabbi may thank you
2: receive. may we receive May and we thank. receive.
1: Hallelujah. hallelujah what does say of yahuwah thank you yeah. baruch
4: hashem baruch hashem, baruch hashem. Shalom aleichem. shabbat shalom and all those good greetings shabbat shalom um, we're here here we are we're finding ourselves at the Ending of another year, uh, another civil year, and we're in the book of Deuteronomy, words, devrim, studying our history and the receiving of our national or, or, our, or the commandments of our father as a nation, a new and young nation. Today reminds me of how close we are to what our forefathers went through when they were in the world system of Misraim coming out. I think that right now in this time Spiritually, we are at the same point as as they were, spiritually. We're scattered amongst the nations. We're in the world system. We are subjected to the world system, and the world system is trying to push upon us democracy, their ways, their laws, their customs. And they have been pretty much successful at that. But I feel the chains have been broken. And I sense that the world, creation, nature is aware of it and in tune with it. The powers have been shaken and are being shaken. If we look around the world and watch the current events and pay attention just pay attention to what is going on. Every day there's something new and something different, but it's old, all the things are old. Talking about spaceships and you know UFOs and finding things in the earth that have been there for, you know, since the, be, since the beginning of time. And nations are being awakened and, and really finding out who they are and, and the, the powers, again, the powers are shaking. You've got the European nations, and now you've got bricks, and they're all jockeying for power and position in the world to see who's going to eventually rule the world. All of these things are happening in our time, and they're just the beginning. These are just the beginnings of what we have to look for. All of those things are important. But for us, the children of Israel, it's important for us to know who we are and how we are to conduct our affairs in these times. So we're closing, Moshe Rebendal at this time is closing out his leadership over the children of Israel. And he's talking to all of Israel. commanding them and showing them and and talking about his failures and and what they need to do, or should I say, what we need to do as a nation of people in order to be successful. The things we are to avoid so that we can overcome failures, these are important for us to know. Not just to know in our heads, but in our hearts, and and to live the lifestyle according to how we've been commanded. You won't know how to do it unless you study the Torah. You see, and and you won't understand the failures and the successes unless you read the legends, as we call them, the legends you know going to war with the nation and kicking them out of, of the land and overcoming the different kings Og, and all of those and those are the legends you know the the prophets who went through the land and and and, and spoke words of people and blinded the enemy and then had mercy upon them and 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 all these things Daniel in the lions den all these are the legends that are told and you have different accounts of the legends through the nations. But there's one thing that is constant for the children of Israel, and that is the Torah, the commandments of Yah given to the children of Israel. And everyone who would accept the yoke of the Torah, the commandments of of Yah upon them, they become a part of Israel. All of that is, is, is given to us in these closing statements of Moshe Rabbeinu, blessed memory, you know it's 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 a wonderful thing to be able to to go back and 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 see this. You know, as a people, not just just to think about it as a people. When you're reading the book of of Deuteronomy, and and we you know again we look at this thing like this is how we know who we are. As a as a children, as the Israelites, and and these things are true. You know, as we go through and we we meet people from different languages and backgrounds and religions, and and, and those that have kept Torah, saying that they are the children of Israel and Semitic and and all these things, and then you say, oh, I am an Israelite, and they look at you with the crossed eyes and a wink and a nod. But you know, you can always do if you know the truth. If you if you studied Torah, you can go in the, in the book of Deuteronomy and you can just go ch- start at chapter 26 if you want to. This is just to, 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 to show how we know who we are as the children of Israel because the world doesn't see us that way. The world sees us as slaves and enslaved people that lost, don't even know who you are don't know who your parents are, don't know what village you come from or what tribe you were from. That's the way the world looks at us. They look at us as a people that you should never have anything and, and we're not going to help you. In fact, when you start, we're going to kick your legs away from you. We're going to cut both your legs off and cut both your arms off and say, survive, make it, blind you in your eyes. And so you say, but the scripture says, I am Israel. How do you know? How do you know scripture said that? Because your skin is black, no, it has nothing to do with the color of my skin. If you want to look at it, but it does have something. To do. It has a lot to do with the color of my skin because it tells us in the scripture who we are. Well, describe it. Show me in the scripture you go and you say, well, Moses says, as written in Deuteronomy, that we're supposed to obey the commandments, and if we don't, we'd be kicked out of the land of Israel. We're not in Israel, and then other people say, well, we're not in Israel either. Said, but we went in in captivity and we were sold. And, and there were so many of us that, that no one would buy us. And they look and say, well, we were never enslaved. Oh, that's a clue. You were never enslaved. We, in a land of our captivity, we didn't know who we were, but we started studying scripture. After we were allowed to learn to read and, and, and comprehend, we found out that, whoa, wait a minute, this looks like us. And, and we were in a land that we didn't understand the language and is as if we were dead, because when a person doesn't know who he is, doesn't know his, his culture, and doesn't have a language, is as if he's a dead man. We never lost our language. We never lost our covenant. We never lost all of that. We are the people of God, and we are his chosen people. We said, but Scripture says totally opposite of that. It says that we would be below and not the head, but we'd be the tail, always. And we would borrow and never lend. But we are the banker. We own it. There's only 1% of us, but we own everything. We've got power. We are in our land. But you see, the scripture says we're kicked out of the land. We're out of the land because we disobeyed. And and then no matter what we did, we can never rise above. Because remember, you know, when we built our little cities and our towns, when we had a little bit of relief from the slavery, and every time we would start to get up, the government, and the people will rise against us and burn our business and then kill our husbands and children and wives and separate us. And every time, And then we would say we need restitution because of what you've done, the damage you've done to us, the land you've taken from us, even after slavery, you say we're not going to pay you reparations. We're not going to repair the damage we've done. We don't have to because our fathers did, but we didn't have a hand in it. And you say, oh, but the scripture says this these things would come upon the children of Israel, and in the land, and while in the land of their captivity, they remember who they are. We've always known who we were, but we we did, we've forgotten. Even to this day, we don't even know who we are. Sounds to me like the scripture is telling us who we are, so that we can wake up. You see, so, so we go through these things, and we've gone through, and we're continually. Fighting this battle, but we don't have to fight the battle. All we have to do is rely on the Scripture and begin to obey. As it said, we return to Him while we're in the land of our captivity, and begin to worship Him in the land of our captivity. This is where we are. This parashah, this parashah, this these last few weeks of the parashah that we have been studying give you a very vivid picture of who you are, and you don't have to argue with anyone about it. You don't have to go into apologetics about who you are or where you originated from. All you do and all we do is stand on what the word says. That's what we do. And we do not allow anyone to deter us from what we know to be true from the Scripture what we know from the scripture the, and and the scripture is there the torah not the legend the torah itself explains to us who we are it also makes room for everyone else that will come in and join with us in this torah walk it's for them as well i think so the the, the parashah Again, it begins talking about the unity of Israel. He says, you're you're standing before us. You know, you all who stand here today. See, this is where the covenant agreement, the contract agreement is coming into play. And this is a review, by the way, of what has taken place. So all you that stand before me today, you know, everyone, the heads of the tribes, the elders, see, It talks about the officers. talks about every Israelite man. That's important. It says every Israelite man. And see, this is where a lot of the controversy comes in when you say that I am an Israelite. It says every Israelite man. It says your young ones, your children. We're supposed to make sure our children understand who they are, our wives. It says your wives. The wives, it's covering the wives. It's talking, that's a stranger. Remember I said, Everyone that attaches themselves to Israel and keep the Torah, that means the strangers that are amongst us, From the it says, from the hewer of wood to the drawer of water. This is the unity of those who have come into contact with the Torah and that live by it. This is the unity of Israel that this book is talking about. And there is a place for everyone in the land of Israel when Mashiach comes back. There's a place, you see, but if you go into the land of Israel now, it's not that way. All right. As a matter of fact, they make it make you jump through hoops, and don't say you're an Israelite. You're not more than likely. You're not going to get in. If you say you're attached to the the those that are in Demona, you're going to have a hard time, right? So not just you, but there are other the other people have the same thing that make people jump through hoops to come into the land, even though they can prove that they're Torah keepers by their lifestyle, you know, and, and you know, come in, who would want to be an underdog? Who would, uh, you know, join and say, I don't want to be an underdog. You know, I don't want to be on the top. So they make it hard, and the, and the Torah says the requirement is in the land is to keep the Torah because the land will spew you out. So when you go into Israel, you go in, you live Torah, and they'll have and you'll watch to see if you're living Torah. It should be that way. Attach yourself to what a community so you can be on, on keeping the Shabbat and keeping the feast and all those things that were all the requirements that there are to be in the land. That is the unity of Israel. One of the things that they do to us, one of the things that they've done and, and do to the beta Israel, okay, is. The customs of, of beta-Israel, I'm talking about the, the Ethiopians who were allowed, were able to keep their heritage together intact over the years and have kept the Torah according to the ancient past. They have the, the audacity to say for the older generation, it's okay for them to keep it. How, who gives you the authority to tell the children of Israel? You know, the original tribes, the original Jews, how to observe the Torah, the feast days. Who gives you that audacity when you come from another land? When they come from Israel and still there, how can you do that? That's arrogance. It's kind of like when France is in the, in, in, in Africa, in, uh, in Niger and saying, we're not gonna leave. What what Who gives them the power to, to be in somebody else's land? That's the arrogance. See? That, that that people live by. So we have to understand that, that there is a unity of Israel. And it is not a difficult unity. It's keeping and obeying the Torah. And that's what required. If you want to live in the land, that is what required. If you want to, you know, be a part of this household, that is the requirement. Okay? It talks about that this parasha talks about the future redemption, you know. My desire and uh, Emma, uh, Eliza, our desire is to be on the continent of Africa because the scripture says, beyond the rivers of Cush, you know, they shall bring my my supplanter, shall bring their offering. So while we're waiting for Shia to come, we pray that while we're there in the land that is attached, that Israel is attached to, Northeast Africa, that we're at least on the continent of Africa. When Mashiach says it is time to come in, all we have to do is traverse the land and go on in and take our offering. You see, when the time comes, you see, it talks about being exiled if we disobey the commandments. Again, the stipulation of staying in the land and observing and receiving the blessings of the land is obedience to the commandments. However, should we choose, and we know for a fact that we did choose to disobey those commandments, then we will be thrust out of land and land will become desolate, right? Because we, the people, and the land are married as one. We are one. And the land of Israel cries out for the children of Israel to come home to the land. But we are not able to go back until the father tells his son, it is time to go and redeem the people. But until that time, we are in exile throughout the nations. But we're waiting. Again, as I said, Akkora Lisa and I, our desire is to be on the continent of Africa, amongst the, the Israelites that are there on the continent of Africa, should the Messiah come in our time. Okay. So these are things again, it talks about. And then it goes into the practicality of the Torah, the commandments, you know, the the, the mitzvot. All of you know, and 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 it tells us, see, that the commandments are very close to us. It says, as it says in the Brit in the letters, the word is near thee, even in thy mouth. You see, and it talks about well, that came from. This Torah portion, it's in your mouth. It says the Torah is in your mouth, in your heart, that you may do it. Again, for all of you that don't believe that you need to follow the Torah's commandments, it is written that the word will be close to you, very close to you, in your mouth and in your heart, that you will do it. And we're in a season that we are supposed to show the doing. He says, all of these things, again, in this Torah, it says it's a choice. We have the freedom of choice. And there in real in, in is where our freedom really is. It's in our ability to choose. We can choose to obey the Torah or obey man. This what I'm saying. You can obey the Torah, which is given from our Father on high, or you can believe and, 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 and follow men's commandments. We have a choice. See, it's a choice that you have. We walk in His ways and His commandments, and by the way, if you walk in His laws and His commandments, you know, and you're led by His because you're not going to be led by the Spirit unless you until you begin to walk in the and his, his commandments, then you'll be known as Israel, or the sons of the Most High. Because they'll know you by what you do, how you live, your lifestyle. And by the way, by the way, the giving of alms, charity, those are a part of who we are. We have a desire to give and to help those that don't have it doesn't matter where you come from, no matter what you've done, we still want to help you out if we find you in need. This is a part of who we are. This is, and, and, and you know, there's no ultimate, no underlying motive behind our giving and our charity. See, a lot of the nations and the people will give to you, but they expect something in return. Our giving is, is, is without looking for a return. Or and to to get an advantage over you, which is the way the world system works. Generally, if somebody's giving, it's so that they can, you know, the whole this, this whole thing about uh, 501c3. People will not give unless the unless you're a part of a 501c3. Why? Because they get a tax break from it. See, that's giving, right, with the intent of getting some kind of something from it. And by the way, that nullifies your blessing from on high you've already received your blessing because you did it because of the 501c3 that you're going to get a tax break you know oh it's okay to get a tax break but let your motivation be i don't care if i get a tax break or not i'm going to give it not expecting anything in return that's where we are as the children of israel we are a different people we are a different heart see Our allegiance is to our Father in heaven. Which is one of the reasons why this time that we're in, this season that we're in is so important. So important because it is, as we say, it is the beginning, right? What we call, which is going to happen uh, next week, right? Rosh Hashanah or Yom Turoh is what we call it right and and so this is a, a, this is a one of those commands that's given to us as the children of Israel. Now we're scattered amongst the nations, right so if it is and the temple is gone, by the way, the temple is destroyed if you don't know the temple is destroyed, it's destroyed you know now. So what happens is in this case as a Easter said previously we it's a family affair. It's at home, but if you're a part of a community, a congregation that has a, a place to go and you're all together, that's, that's, that's a good thing to get together, the beginning of a the year, the changing of a year. It's a good thing, it's a, matter, it's a commendable thing because it reminds us, again, that we are one people, a unified people. Remember my spirit earlier? I said the unifying of the people is a certain unity uh, in Israel being taught. Well, yeah, there is a unity. And um, we have to understand that unity. That at this time, we come together. I was going to share my screen, but I had to, I got to make some adjustments in it before I share it. We come together and we remember who we are as a people, a nation. No matter where you come from, whether it's from Europe or anywhere in the world, or or you know Africa or South America, Central America. No matter where you find yourself at this season, we're all remembering the contract agreement that was made on our behalf and that, that a part of that is that we would remember this time every year. So I talk about, I wanna talk about it a little bit from Beta Israel aspect. And as you notice, I've, I've kind of transitioned right into this thing from the parish hall. Um, Beta Israel, each community has a different way of doing it. Whether Now, you know, in Judaism, I'm gonna say Judaism, there's the, uh, Ashkenazi or Sephardic, and the Sephardic, you know, which is Ashkenazi, which, which is the European people, and the Sephardic, which is part, actually a part of Europe, but there's Spain or Spanish, and you'll find a lot of it in Spanish, and, and it's supposed to incorporate uh, Israel and Africa by the Sephardic, uh, but and then there's Beta Israel, which is not even regarded. As one of the ma- major communities, by the way. You got Sephardic and, and then other ones, you know. But they don't, they don't even acknowledge Beta Israel, which is the big brother, the elder brother of all those that are around there now. Beta Israel would be the elder brother. Going back to time of Slomo, a or Rabino of Blessed Memory. Uh, I mean, uh, Slomo Malek. King Solomon during his time. Again, we have to, in order to talk about that, we have to talk about some of the legends, right? The legend uh, of Menelik and how the the Levites and and the, and it went down, the priests went down into Ethiopia, and uh, about the legend of the of the the Ark of the Covenant being there. That's the legend, but the fact of the matter is, the Ethiopians live by Torah. That part you cannot dispute. They living by the Torah, but the legends you can dispute Moses and the Israelites coming out of out of, of Egypt, and that is disputed, by the way. But but when it comes to the commandments, that's it. That's etched in stone. So at this time, the better Israel, every year at the same time, all the Jews all over the world, all the Israelites all over the world, we come together, acknowledging that this is the head of the year again, the civil year, because. It, you know, there's, there's the part of the year that comes in Nisan. Remember, Pesach. It should be the beginning of months for you. Planting season, and you know, a time of, we actually, during Pesach, we start prepare. You should start preparing for this time of the season during Pesach. You start hitting in your mind, the back of your mind. So by the time the sixth month comes around, which is the month of Elul, which we're in now, you're just about getting in the full swing. Now you're talking about repentance, and 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 you know you start preparing yourself spiritually in the month of Elul, out of Babylon they came the Babylonian names, and they came up and, and we come with the Elul and uh, a time of reflect, self reflection, and and so we start again. We're preparing ourselves for the holiest time of the year for us, and I'm sharing my screen now at the calendar, so you can see the calendar. So, the day um, in the Julian calendar is the 9th of September, right? Uh, So, on the month of Elul, Hebraically, it's the 23rd of Elul. So, we're a week away from Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of our year. And then our new year will be 5784. So, on the 15th, of September or the 29th of Elul, you'll be looking for the new moon. Right? You're looking for a new moon because the new month begins on the new moon. So we should have seen a moon, a sliver of the moon. But by the way, a sliver of the moon has to be seen in Israel. All right, but on our calendar we've got it set up so it hits pretty much pretty close. So the day that evening on the fifteenth, if you're at home, if you have a congregation or community that you want that you're going to meet up with, um, and, and you know, and sometimes it, you know, and 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 have uh, a rev yom tov. Now in Beta Israel, you know, yom tov means the sounding of the shofar. And the Eshkenazim and the Safaridim have come up with all these different customs where you know you you gotta blow it the long and then three or uh, three or four short and then 10 long ones, and you gotta do a hundred sounds of the shofar, you know, the sound of the horns. And it's supposed to be silver horns, by the way, if you're in the land. But but they've come up with all these different things where in actuality it just tells you to sound the horn, sound the shofar, right? And it's a wake-up call for the children of Israel. So on the eve, usually by custom, on the eve, which would be the the night before Rosh Hashanah, we got Rosh Hashanah 1, Rosh Hashanah 2. And the reason they have the two is because, you know, delaying in times and and you've been in strange countries, the moon, being seen, the slip of the moon may be a little different. So we have two of them, Rosh Hashanah 1 and Rosh Hashanah 2. Most of the holidays are like that. But we go by one holiday. Beta Israel is one day, so Rosh Hashanah one is going to be on Shabbat day next week, the sixteenth of September or Tishri one, but on Elul twenty nine. Again, most will come now in Beta Israel. What you would do is before the sun goes down on Friday night, right? You would go in the land of Ethiopia they would go to the river and they would bathe and once they came out of the bathing they put on all white and they would go and the priest would read to them from the book of uh, the they would read about the death of Abraham by custom that's Ethiopia that's not not Sephardim that's not Ashkenazim this is Beta Israel and they would read that and after they do the reading They would go home. See they would they take their they take their, their mikvah Get the blessing for the mikvah They were dressed in white. They would go in and they would have the the the, the 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 priest Would read from them and then they would go home Right have a meal It's a family affair. Because remember, in Ethiopia, there is no temple. So they have been doing this since the temple was destroyed. And we know that they used to go to the temple because there are legends about them going to the temple. There are letters that talk about the Ethiopian who was there for the feast days. So we know that they were doing it. So we know that there's not a broken line. Now, they had 40 years where they lost a lot of the customs. They lost the sounding of the shofar. So in Ethiopia, they they didn't sound the shofar because of during the persecution times. Of course, they you know they had some times, and they're still having fights. You know, wars the Muslims and Christians, went against them again, and again. So there was about a period of forty years where they kind of lost some of that some of the custom, but they they kept the the main portions. They they had lost the sounding of the shofar. Okay, but now they're in the land of Israel, sounding the shofar and and doing those things. And again, the Jews in, in Israel want to say they, that they, they, they need to to incorporate into their body for unity's sake. Again, using that from the scripture, for unity's sake. You see? So in other words, you're going to forget who you are and become one of us. You understand what's going on? You see what the play on that? Forget who you are, become who we are. Right? But I say, keep who you are. Stay with who we are. Because the whole I, the whole thing is to rob us of our heritage, who we are as a people. Right? So, and it's okay, you know, again, it's okay to know their way, but remember your way. So, again, so that was on... Erev Rosh Hashanah. Now on Rosh Hashanah, they would go to the temple or to the to the place where they they've set aside for worship. And again, the Kassim, the Kassim. Notice I'm using the word Kassim and not the priest. Now the Kassim would read from them the Torah, which is one of the reasons why when I teach, I oftentimes will read to you what I'm studying from because I'm following the same custom. Not all customs and traditions are bad, but I'm following the customs and tradition of Beta Israel by reading. As a matter of fact, it's the same thing that happens in the book in Ezra. They read to the people from the Torah scroll. So it is important for us to read to you from the scrolls that we're, because my mind at a 70 year old, and eighty years old and ninety years old is not as sharp and as crisp as I would love for it to be. So it is better for it be better for me to read it to you from the scroll or from the script, the scripture that I have, so that we can keep again unity of the scripture. So they would read at the place be read to at the place, and they would go home and guess what, have a meal. Now, the different thing, now, again, because Rosh Hashanah is falling on the Shabbat, Shabbat is still higher than Rosh Hashanah, right? So, there's no work to be performed on this day. What is is allowed in Beta Israel is food preparation at home, not in the street, not on the corner, but at home. At home, you prepare your meal. And you have a festive meal, and, and you know again it and and so, Rosh Hashanah. Now, let me go back to to the night before, and the and the night before and the morning of Rosh Hashanah. There's two things. There's a, there's a thing that that be aware of. Now, this is not in uh, their prayers that are done, or the releasing of oaths that you made through the year. If you made an oath. You release yourself from those oaths and you release, what you're doing is actually releasing other people from the oath, you know? You're praying and you're, you're saying, I don't hold any oath. If I made any oath through this year, if we made an oath with someone, we were now annulling those, those oaths by prayer. As a community, we do that, right? So, so what you're doing is getting ready for a fresh start, a fresh new year. So you've, you've released the oath, either Friday night or Shabbat morning, it's important that you do do that, right? It's a good thing to do because it says, forgive those who sinned against you, right? It's like forgiving a sin. It, it falls in the same category. I'm not holding you. I'm not holding this over your head anymore. And at the same time, if you have aught with someone through the year, have ad- adver- adversity with someone through the year, release them of that. We're going to get a fresh start. It's a new year. We're going to a new year. We're looking for greater things. Not only that, now we're beginning to get into the days, of, the 10 days of awe. So this whole week, if you look at the calendar, when Rosh Hashanah on the on the Shabbat day, and then from the next Yom Rishon, which is the first day of the week, Rosh Hashanah two, all the way through that, all the way up through, we get to Tishrei 10, but, but Tishrei nine, all the way up to Tishri nine, we're reflecting. You know, in the the rule in the in the seventy two names, the first of the seventy two names is U Abal U. This is for the advanced people. Uhu. It's a. It's supposed to be time travel. You go back. What it means is you go back and and, and you seek any sins that you've committed, any wrongs that you've done. And you remember, and you, forget, and you repent of that. That's what this first name in the 72 name of Yah is. Used to repent from every past sin. Be cleansed of it. For you all who haven't studied advanced Torah, for you all who don't really know uh, the teachings of Torah that are given through, that have been passed down, that's the first so if you you know you you go you have to that's more to it. I won't. I can't get into it with y'all right now. But anyway, you forgive and repent of past sins. And all this week, set aside time for meditation. Now, in advanced class, we we started. We're going into meditation. How to get into meditation? Your quiet time, focusing on the name of Yah, focusing on Him, and and letting the name permeate through your soul. Right, your your neshima. Not, not your nephesh, but your neshemah, your spiritual man, this week. This week is where you're doing it, your neshemah. Again, if you haven't been learning the Torah like the Jews, like the Israelites, and if you're an Israelite, that you're not following the Torah as you should be, you need to get yourself a good rabbi or a good moray who will teach or a morah who will teach you the proper way to operate in the kingdom of Yah. All right? This is not a new thing. Go back to Abraham, go back to Enoch, and it was taught. So you need to understand that, that when we talking about the week of repentance and reflection, we're talking about your neshima, your spiritual man who has reached up to the third heaven. Your spiritual man is able to reach up to the third heaven, Beriah, which is the throne, the throne room. And you're praying and you're you're asking forgiveness, not for yourself only, but for those that have sinned against you and your loved ones. This is how your household can be saved. You shall be saved and so shall your household. Because in your household, you've been the priest of your household because you've studied and you've learned and you've been taught and you're applying the the Torah. That's why I said the legends you can kick to the side, but the Torah you need to know. The Torah will show you how to get free. The Torah, you should know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Your Neshima, your spiritual man, the one that, that attached himself to you, Mashiach bin Dawid, when he said, You shall know my father, and you shall pray to the Father in my name. He's telling you. He's telling you proper teachings on how to reach the throne and how this time of the year is so important for you. Self introspective prayer self-reflection take care of the beam that's in your eye or the mote that's in your eye whatever it is in your eye get rid of that this week this week this week get it right because on the ninth day of tishri there's that evening which by the way it's going to be on the yom rishon or sunday evening you're going to start your fast, 25-hour fast. Medically, if you're, if you're able to, do a complete fast. Medically, if you're able to, do a complete fast. If you're unable to do a complete fast, do a liquid fast. If you're unable to do that, do whatever you can, right? It's permissible because it is what's happening in your Neshima that's most important your inner man, your spiritual man who is attached to the king. You see? King Yah, our father. Let this self-reflection and let, there, and let there be peace amongst you and those who would be your adversaries. Let there be peace during this time. Do your meditations. If you don't know how to meditate, get a hold to one of these and, and those that have been taught how to meditate, how to focus on in and how to get into the introspective thinking of the, the, the touching of your inner man. His towel, lay down flat out on your face and pray. You know, pray to Yah. Some of you, know, you know where you are in life? You know what your dealings have been with being throughout the year? You know that. Only you know that. It's up to you to make the change. You see, again, he gives you power Right to choose life or death. You get the power to choose. The parishioner says it's, it's, it's for you to choose today. Choose life for your loved ones. Choose life for your family. Choose life for your friends. Choose life for your adversaries. This week is a turning point in your life, whether you know it or not. This week, when, when we start Rosh Hashanah, the 10 days of awe, it should be a turning point in your life. Your life is it. should, it should change for the better. Because you're preparing to go for it. The new year has begun. It's a new, fresh. It's a fresh and new start. And by the way, this is a commandment. If you go into uh, Leviticus chapter twenty-three, this is perpetual. This is forever. You want to talk about the everlasting covenant? This is a part of the everlasting covenant. That's what the Father was talking about. You, you, a lot of people think that when Yeshua came, he, he brought an everlasting. No, the everlasting, the covenants of Yah were everlasting from the beginning. See, that's when you when you find yourself following the teachers of men instead of the teachers of Yah. The teachers of men say it didn't happen until 2,000 years ago. But according to the teachers of Yah, it began long before that. Enoch was talking about it. Seth was talking about it. Adam was talking about it. And it was an everlasting covenant even from then, from the beginning. So it's an everlasting covenant. That means that every one of us who names the name of Yah or Yahushua should be doing this. I call on all those that are are leads, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. To teach your people this and show them how to do it. Evangelists, apostles, prophets, evangel- all you teachers and pastors and teachers, you should teach your people this. Remember, the first name in the names of the 72 is repent from everything in the past. So if you have if you have neglected to teach your people that repent and start teaching them from this day on. See? Repent. Start teaching them from this day. Teach them the proper Shabbat day. Teach them, because that is the commandment. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. And remember what I said. I said, and when Rosh Hashanah falls on the Sabbath, the Sabbath is above Rosh Hashanah. It is the holiest day. The Shabbat is the holiest of days. Understand that. The other days fall after that, but it is the Shabbat by command, that's it. And then he gives us the other command for as a nation of people to go, you know. So understand these things, and it's not a very difficult thing to do, right? It is a change, it is a paradigm shift, but it's a necessary shift. As he said, you stand before me today, right? Leaders, children, fathers, old ones, young ones, everyone, strangers, you all stand before me today. And you've, in other words, you've all entered into the contract agreement. And not only that, but those that are not present, at, were not present at that time, that's talking about you. That's talking about you. You were not there, but you're still held responsible for it. So all of us, that command is an everlasting command. and It is extended to today, to this moment, this very moment, and it will not change. He says, I am Yah, I change not. Therefore, the children of Israel are not consumed. He didn't say we wouldn't be beaten. He said we, we wouldn't be received stripes, but he said you would not be destroyed. And that is still true today. How do I know? <laughs> We're talking. <laughs> We're talking. It's easy. We're talking. Well, how do you know you're in Israel? I just told you, go back and check the book of Deuteronomy, tell you who I am. If you're not, and if you're careful, if you're careful to find out who you are, if you're careful, and you read it, you say, "Oh, he's talking about me." Then you look at somebody next to you and say, oh, "He's talking about me." You know that's what you do, because because you'll find the truth, and so that'll make it easier for you to come in and keep the shabbat. Keep you'll understand Rosh Hashanah, the beginning of the year. The beginning of the new year means there's a fresh start for you. Now we get them every day. Every day is a fresh and new beginning. But as a nation of people in unity, see, people miss that. This is about the nation of Israel. I don't care if you call yourself a Jew, an Israelite, you know, I don't care, Christian, I don't care what you call yourself. But at this time, this unity is for all of those strangers and all alike that have attached themselves to Torah this time. It's for all of us as one people standing right now. We're standing before him. And Rosh Hashanah, it's as if we were there at that time. If you're a deep meditator, you can be there at that time. Because remember, in the spiritual realm, time doesn't exist. See, if you know how to do the meditation, you can do it right. But but again. It's about unifying us as one people at this, this this set aside time every year, every year, every year. And at the Shemitah year, seventh year, it's a little different because again, it, it gives a little bit different twist in it. Because they said we come together and and the priests would stand before the people and 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 then they would they would uh, read the Torah to them, read through the Torah. But we do it all the time. You know, we need to do it all the time. We need a lot because we got to destroy these this 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 mindset they got of this, what do you call that thing? Stockholm syndrome. You know, we got to tear that Stockholm syndrome. We got to put a hole in that Stockholm syndrome and tear that wall down. And we do that when we start to obey and do it as a people. We've tried all other methods. We've tried politics. We've tried religion. Notice I said we've tried politics and religion. We've tried all of the protesting. We've tried all that stuff. None of it's worked. None of it's worked. So why not just go back and follow the Torah? Not the religion. Follow the Torah. The, you know, our the way we are as a nation of people. Follow it as a nation of people. Not a religion because they're religious people. Remember what I said about Ethiopia, how they were oppressed for a little time, 40 years? It was religious people that did that. You know how how the, the 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 Israelites they were already here in the land, the Native Americans, right? They were here on Turtle Island, and how uh, people came in, religious people came in and started to kill them. Talk about manifest destiny taking the land, and then those same religious people went over to the continent of Africa and transported people in chains and started telling them that they were not people, not even a people. Religious people did that. They were Christians. You, you go down there the dungeons and they talk about how the Christians were having church and having good church over there and the people down there dying and starving and living in feces, urinating on each other. And then they get through and they clean up the women. He go out and stand on the balcony and look over the balcony and see a beautiful African woman. Go clean her up, take her up there and he rape her. He was a religious man. So we're not talking about following religion. We're talking about following the Torah. See, religion. Tells you that a slave should obey his master in all things, right? You know, but the Torah tells us if a slave leaves you, leaves his master, you are not supposed to send him back to that master. But religious people say, send him back. He'll never be free. Religion says, religious people said that slavery in this country will be perpetual. That was religion. I'm saying leave your religion at the door and come into the temple of Yah become a part of the nation of Yah, get rid of all that religious stuff because it's foolishness and it's made up by men. Come back to the Torah. And then you won't talk about if I'm a European, I'm a Jew, and then you'll get out of all that mess. And you'll look at each other and say, you're a Torah keeper. That's it. We don't care what you look like. How do you live? Do you live by the Torah? Forget about it. don't to talk about when I go into a, 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 an Eskenazi synagogue or a Sephardic synagogue. I don't have to worry about how I look, if I look different. I don't have to worry about it because we're in Torah. We don't care about that stuff. But what we do care about is, are you following the commandments of Yah? Are you keeping the commandments? This is the unity of Israel. You won't have Israelites Israelite and say, well, you are not a Jew or you are not an Israelite. We will, we'll forget about all that foolishness. We'll get out of all that foolishness. Because all that foolishness is religion. Whether you know it or not, it's religion. And it divides the children of Israel. When I say the children of Israel, I'm talking about all of us. Jew or, or you know, or Israelite or if you were a Muslim, you come if you were a Christian, you come in. You drop all of those titles and become a child of the most high, a child of the way. You're in the way. Get out of the religion. Let's get it. This is a season where we can kick the religion to the, give it the boot. Give it the boot. Kick it out. So we don't need that stuff no more. That stuff that divides. We need the Torah. The Torah unites. Because our focus is on the one who created all things. YAH. Notice what I'm saying is we all focus on YAH. Why? Because Jesus divides. You hear what I said? I know I'm going to piss some people off. Jesus divides. But Yah unite, because even Jesus said, My Father is greater than all. He's telling you who the unifier is, is his Father. He said, But you could teach, you could follow my teaching. But when you're going to worship, if you're going to exalt somebody, exalt the one who created all things. My Father is in heaven, He created all things, and nobody's above him. See, a lot of people are going to get mad because I say these kind of things, but this is the truth. And if it's not, go back and study the scripture and you'll find out that he himself said, My father. He always made a distinction between him and the father because he said that his name was going to divide. People in their own household would be divided because of his name. He said it. He said it. He said, I came to divide. And it's happened. You can't even go, a lot of semin- you can, in synagogues, you can't even go in and say the name Jesus. They can run you out of tar and feathers. And if you go into some a Christian place and say, well, you know, I you know, I believe that Yah is the Creator, they'll run you out of there. It's tar and feathers, same thing. What kind of foolishness is that? And all you said, I believe in the, in the Most High Creator. Foolishness. My goodness, I can't wait for Elijah to come. So he can set all this. Thing. I can't set y'all straight. Elijah's coming; he's gonna set you straight. See that power you can't. You can. You can. You know. You can fight me, but you won't be able to fight him because you got a fire come out and knock you down. You know. But I can remind you that Elijah is coming, right? And and after him comes Mashiach. Can you
0: take the calendar there now, please. Oh, yeah.
4: So understand that. Let's get out of this foolishness that divides. Let's come back to the Torah, which unites. This, this Again, this parasha shows us uniting factor in it. Come back to it. And I'm not saying don't believe in Yeshua. I'm saying believe in Yeshua. But don't let that divide the kingdom of Yah. Don't let that be a dividing factor in the kingdom of Yah. You see? Let the Torah unite us as one people. And in this season, let us remind us that we are one people following the Torah, not the legends, but we follow the Torah. We have commandments that we live by. And we're to love each other. Love your neighbor as yourself. You see, you don't, you shall not hold a grudge, right? Against the children of your people, but you love your neighbor as yourself. These are the things we're supposed to do. This is us as a command. We're commanded to do that. Love each other. Let's let's get rid of the divide and dividing things that divide. Let's go back and and make a list. What is it that divides me from 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 worshiping with my, you know, fellow Torah keepers? What is it? And then see what the Torah says about it. Torah's gonna tell you. Put all that stuff aside. Give it the book. Get it out of the way, cause it it divides. We're here. For unity of the faith, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one mikvah. I'm not going to say baptism. I'll say one migva, one washing, one cleansing. You know. Let's stand together. One in this season. Let's do a self introspection and 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 make the changes that need to be made. Let not better than that. Let the word make the changes in you. Let the Ruach HaKodesh make the changes in you. That way there'll be permanent changes. Self-reflect. Do a self-assessment. So see who you have art with, who has art with you. Repent. Ask for forgiveness. Live in peace. So those that are peacemakers, they are the sons of God. what you sure say it. The peacemakers are the sons of God. Let's be peacemakers. You know? Sometimes you got to knock the devil out of them, though, right? (laughs) I had to throw that in there. But, yeah, you know. uh, You know. You knock the devil out of them with the word, by the way. Okay? That's how you do it. (laughs) You knock them by the word and by your love, showing your love and your patience. That's how you do it. You see? not carnal, mighty through God, to pulling down of strongholds, casting down imagination, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Yeshua, Amishia, ben Navi, That's how we do it, you know. We don't do it in a physical way. We do it in a spiritual way. And that spiritual way will affect the physical. First of all, as a people, let's come together as one, all right? Remember, we stand before him at one, as one people. United by the Torah, that is, his commandments. That's how we unite. If you want to see Yeshua, then come back to the Torah. If you want to be known as the Son of the Most High, be led by the Spirit of God, which unifies the Torah. Everything leads back to the Torah, which leads to the Father. If you want to know what the heavens are like, the spiritual realm, come back to the Torah. You'll find it. Whatever you're looking for in the Torah, whatever you're looking for, the change in this life for your children, for your children, for your relatives, come back to the Torah. You come back to the Torah. You come back. Abraham was under his father's house. His father was an idol maker. Abraham learned under Shem. Now, his father made sure he learned from Shem, by the way. You know, a lot of fathers send their children to church, but they don't go. So was was Abraham's father. He sent him to Shem shem came uh, and abram came back taught his father you know he had some trials now He tried to kill Abraham, tried to burn him in the furnace at the same same way they did the other the hebrew boys came back won his father over. now that's called that child his father sent him to learn the truth he came back gave his father the truth and wound up winning his father over to him that's you that's me that's us today that's what we have to do no matter where you are no matter where you come from you make the change and see how it affects those around you I'm stopping right there your choice choose life
0: amen choose you to say thank you Rabbi from for that food uh, he gave it to you I, I have nothing to say because he, he laid it all out to you so that even a child can understand what he said and how to celebrate Rosh Hashanah It's, it's all there, he gave you some history behind beta Israel he gave it all to you. And so, if we can have uh, our first later sister Lisa lead us in the closing prayer please. Can't hear you. Uh, Sister Lisa, we can't hear you, but you're not muted. So I don't know why we can't hear you. Turn your volume up.
4: I think you have a bad connection.
0: Okay, Rabbi, if you can do the closing prayer, please.
4: Father, we just thank you right now. We just praise you by Shemeshur for another opportunity to come together as your people to study your word and to share your word with those that are in the nations. We thank you, Father, that you have opened up our eyes to, to see, our ears to hear, and you've given us a mouth to proclaim your wonderful works. We pray for the unity of the believers, oh, Father, the house of Israel. We pray, O oh Father, that you will continue to guide us and lead us into the knowledge of the truth. Let your commandments be frontless before our eyes and let us bound them in our hands as a sign so that the world may know that there is a God in Israel. Father, we pray again for the unity of believing, O oh Father. Let us go forward this, in this season, preparing ourselves for Rosh Hashanah, the heading of the year, so that we can move into uh, the, the, the Day of Atonement, oh Father, and then Sukkot. As one people, remembering your commandments, O oh, Father, even though we're scattered amongst the nations, let us reflect on, remember this day as one people at one time unified, O oh, Father, that you may work your wonderful works amongst us, heal the sick, Father, cure the diseases that amongst us, O oh, Father, clear our minds from from the the customs and traditions that have been handed to us through the nations, O oh, Father. Purge us as His supper, Father, and make us clean, O oh, Father, throughout. Hallelujah! And may the Word rest upon us, and all those who we come into contact with. Fill us with Your cordial, Father, that we may walk as Your children, and um, and the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart be acceptable in Your sight, our Lord, our strength, and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen.
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you for the beautiful prayer. Thank you for the teaching. Thank you all for tuning in. Our uh, parashah for the week is Genesis twenty-one. So Genesis chapter twenty-one, the first to the thirty-fourth verse, and also Numbers chapter twenty-nine, the first to the sixth verse. So there you have your parashah to study for next week. Um, share the episode. Go on uh, YouTube if you don't understand something and look it up for yourself. Look it up for yourself. And, and celebrate it and it's like the uh, rabbi said it's about family it's not all about the procedure and protocols about family it's about this in our new year and it's about going into with thanksgiving for the past year. And what you're going to do this year and um, some of the things you're going to do as um, to serve okay contribute your time your money, whatever it is, uh, There have to be some kind of service in your life, we love you and we will see you next Saturday shalom. Hello. Hello, Hello.